This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Moded Studios, embroidered patches and apparel. Go to modedstudios.com to find all the latest and greatest embroidered patches and apparel. Some of my favorite patches that I've been looking at is the Round Earth Club patch. Uh, We like that ass the same way we liked our planet. Uh, (laughs) Round Earth Club patch, anti-flat earth propaganda. (laughs) patch i I think that's funny uh it could be worse smiley face embroidered patch um you know with all the things that are going on these days show people that it could be worse i mean it could be like uh uh, it could be a contagion like the contagion in the movie contagion so it could be worse go to modestudios.com m-o-d-e-d-s-t-u-d-i-o-s.com they always update their website and they do custom work. Modedstudios.com. Go out there and get some. Now on with the show.
And that was Witch Duck by Dillinger's Hired Guns. Let me say that again just in case you couldn't hear what the fuck I just said. Dillinger's Hired Guns. And that was uh, 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 recorded and performed by Blaine Dillinger and some other friends. I know um, the drummer from Hyrie was involved. I think his name is Matt. Never met Matt, but I'm sh- he's a fine drummer. I'm sure he's a great person. Uh, and so he had some other guests on that album. I don't know their names, but uh, it's a fucking awesome song. I love the guitar work. I love that tapping. I'm a prog rock fan. My One of my favorite bands is Yes and... Um, well, and the Mars Volta, so uh, very much into the prog thing. Uh, I haven't been lately, but who cares? Go check out Blaine's new record, Witch Duck. I will link the the download link or wherever in the show notes, so go and look. You can also go to DillingerMusic.com and check stuff out there to find more about Blaine. And, of course, you know we're on this pandemic. Hyrie had a tour planned. That is no longer in play right now, but stay tuned. I'm sure things will get better shortly. Today's guest is Mr. Chance Hayden. Chance hails from the great city of Portland, Oregon. He has played with legendary players like Stevie Wonder, Farnell Newton, Jared Lawson, Swatkins, uh, he is a he, he's a fantastic player. I mean, like I just love watching this dude play. He plays so gracefully, and um, he has these new uh, videos that he's releasing right now on his Instagram, which I will definitely link in the show notes so you guys can go follow Chance Hayden. You can also check him out on ChanceHayden.com. His latest album, which we're not going to listen to any of the music off of because of labels and such, uh, especially Atlanta Records, not Atlantic Records, like I uh, so gracefully pointed out in our conversation, looking like the biggest dipshit that ever walked the face of uh, podcast Earth. Uh, But his latest album is Get Something. And it's fucking dope, dude. It's like, it's just this vintage soul vibe, vintage soul. He does some covers. He has some uh, original compositions on it. So you'll hear all about it in the conversation we're about to have. Heavy conversation. We get into like creativity and and, uh, where we're at in this world. I kind of caught him. It it was a weird time. Uh, We had planned to uh, do the podcast later in the afternoon, but he had been working all night on these videos because he's been like I said, he's putting videos up on Instagram. So it's like for him, it was like seven in the morning. For me, it was like 10. And by 10, I'm wide awake. So he was like, hey, man, I, I don't want to miss our podcast. Let's let's uh, do you mind if we do it right now? And if uh, if anybody in the podcasting or interviewing world knows anything about artists, uh, scheduling can be a bit fickle at times because well, we're always working at different hours of the day. It's just there's no pattern to this chaos. Some people can kind of rein it in and get into a pattern, which I'm kind of working on it. But it's weird, you know. The spirit moves you at different times of the day, and and, and as you'll find out in the in this podcast, the spirit moves chance in the evening. So I did what any professional podcaster would do and said, "Yes, let's do this podcast right now." Uh, I, I mean, I like to prepare for these things. I, I like to meditate. I like to shower. You know, there's like kind of this ritual I like to follow before doing these interviews, and that was totally torn out of uh, torn out of the pages of options. So I, uh, I I just you know I pulled up my bootstraps and I got in there. I did it. 
and it went great and and chance is a fantastic person to talk to and i kind of called him early in the morning so if he sounds a little groggy that's why because he was up working all fucking night on videos uh obsessing like uh all of us musicians and artists like to do <laughs> obsess 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 i had this weird idea i, I know we got to get to the podcast but i had this weird idea maybe i'll save it for the other side nah fuck it let's do it right now i had this weird idea that since musicians are so built for repetition then it's no wonder that we have these anxious thoughts that always plague us you know a lot of uh, a lot of musicians and artists have these anxieties where they or they have these uh, self doubts where they're just looping these ideas over and over again, like, like oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, and it makes sense for musicians to kind of be prone to repetition and repetitive thoughts and ideas, such as running scales over and over and over and over and over and over. Yeah, so you get my point. I'm just saying it was just an idea. Really quick, I'm just shitting it out there so it exists somewhere because I'm probably going to expand on that in another time. Anyways, go to rainamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com and check out the latest single, Chloroform, from Rain of Mystique and The Concrete Project. Also, Rain of Mystique has started a Twitch, so you could definitely find her at twitch.com slash rainamystique, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E. Again for you. Um, <clears throat> she's actually supposed to be twitching today, later on in the afternoon. So if you are interested and you heard this, go over there. Let her know that you heard about Reyna. It's actually been pretty entertaining. And I've been actually getting into Twitch. And I've been actually thinking about doing a Twitch. I don't know. I, I think it would be cool. I, uh, I, I, I don't know exactly what I would do. I, I kind of want to do the podcast on there. And I kind of want to do like editing. I kind of want it to be something where it just shows a musician's life like what this show is it's a show about the musician's life so you know maybe it'll be a twitch about uh, the this musician's life so i don't know i'm still on the fence here if you guys haven't noticed quarantine sundays are on the feed go and check those out if you haven't figured it out yet please go click on those and give it a listen i think you'll enjoy it we got Raina mystique and myself my wife and we're sort of co-hosting this new show uh, out of this quarantine, out of this COVID situation, we created this new uh, variety show, and it, it just keeps expanding every week. So uh, last week, we, we rearranged the furniture in our studio, and we got it looking a little better. Now we're ordering some tapestry and some splash lighting, and I, I kind of went hog shit. It was my birthday, so I had some Amazon points to get rid of, even though they're running far behind on their deliveries. I guess I won't go and complain and try to get my free $5 gift card for their, you know, not not living up to their prime promises. I'm a prime member, motherfucker. I deserve my packages in two days. Pandemic or no pandemic. Anyways. <laughs> Twitch. I'm thinking about doing Twitch. Uh, I, I think it would be awesome. I think there's so much that I could do with it. Uh, I mean, just anything. I love what I love seeing people. There's this one Twitcher named uh, what is it, Miss Minnie Pearlman? Oh, I can't remember her name. I think it's her, but she's a trans uh, person. I think that's the political PC way of saying it. Um, 
as she's a trans person and uh wow <laughs> wow does she embrace it uh it's amazing just think like john waters in the 70s and <laughs> that's that's uh that's uh that's what we're dealing with here anyways uh so twitch all that uh you can like subscribe and review for the podcast so go ahead and like us on facebook and follow us on instagram like uh subscribe you can subscribe to us on youtube yes we have music tutorials on youtube plus some of our more notable guests in video form i'm throwing quarantine sundays up there if you want to see the actual video portion of that and if you are interested at quarantine sundays which i forgot to bring up it's 4 p.m eastern standard time every sunday while quarantine is in play and we might do it beyond that depends on how it goes so anyways uh let's see where were we subscribe to us on itunes subscribe wherever you get your podcast subscribe to us and then review please leave a review anything helps a five star helps uh, uh just say hi i like the show that helps it just helps if you really enjoy and you get anything out of this show please do you can write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on social medias and we will read these on the air for you from me for you. If you don't want me to read it on the air, please just let me know. I won't, but otherwise it's open season. Okay. I, <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I actually got, Never mind. I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to make the situation worse. So anyways, that's it for me for now guys i will see you guys on the other side just to sort of do a wrap up i did a long intro so i'm not gonna do a long outro so let's get over to chance hayden motherfucking chance hayden from portland oregon go check out his latest album get something and i don't know reach out to him say hi let him know that you're thinking about him let him know that you're listening all right everybody chance hayden You were up all night working? Yeah, I um, kind of put my finishing touches on a new video and that I've already kind of made live on YouTube that I'll be posting up on my Facebook page um, in about an hour or two. Right on. So, do you, uh, do you, do you, uh, are you a night owl? Are you a night person? Someone who likes to work during the night? Yeah, I, you know, pretty commonly up till two, if not later. But some nights I just like get going and have a project I'm working on, and you know, then look up and all of a sudden the birds are chirping and sun's coming up and you know i heard the garbage truck coming down the street and realized uh i hadn't wheeled the bin out to the curb <laughs> <laughs> ran, ran out there in my socks 
Yeah, man, you gotta catch the truck before they're gone, man. That that you know what? I I I actually it's been weird for me because it's the opposite. Because well, as musicians, we're used to being up until late hours of the night. But I, I, you have a kid, I have a kid, so you have mm-hmm. to sort of balance that uh, that time, especially if your kid's on the wake up right in the morning and kick you right in the nuts routine. Which that's my son. I don't know if that's your kid, but that's definitely my kid. Uh, so some mornings are worse than others, but it's okay. Uh, but I've been finding that uh, I've been just waking up naturally at five in the morning or four in the morning. And I just feel like um, those hours, there's something magical about those hours that uh, I don't know, like you, you can it's just quiet and you're entranced and you can sort of get lost in your work. I, I, I don't know. Do you have that same feeling about working in the nighttime, especially by yourself? Uh- Totally, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a creative time. No, it's just if you if you get on that schedule where you're, you know, not sleepy late at night. You know, it's really when everything starts to light up because everybody else is asleep. The rest of the world is not you know of concern people aren't trying to get a hold of you you know distractions are removed and you can really just get connected with your art so i've made most of my progress artistically speaking in the wee hours and yeah just when I'm able to really get into it all the way. You know, I do stuff during the day too, of course, but um, usually reserve the late night hours for the most like creative endeavors. I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but like maybe you're working on something and like through the night and specifically through the night. And, um, and then maybe like you sleep on it or you come back to it later on that day and it's almost like, I don't know, this is what happens for me. It's almost like I wasn't doing that or I wasn't necessarily even present for that. But but because it just sounds so, I don't know, like it just, I don't, I, I, I just, I almost don't even remember doing it at sometimes where you're just like, I know I was there. But I don't know what was... Do you ever have those experiences where you're just like, who did this? Yeah, you know, sometimes I sort of feel it right in the moment, too. And I'm like, this is coming from somewhere else, for sure. And I'll get mad at myself if I don't, you know, document it somehow. Because I feel like, you know, as a composer there's special stuff that comes in those waves of like, where, you know, where is this? Who am I? You know? Um, so yeah, I do know what you're talking about there. 
Yeah, it's a, it's definitely like a connection to something, or I don't know what the hell that is. And, and then some people are just saying it's just it's just uh you know a little like little uh little pings of electricity bouncing around in your brain and the chemical reaction to your environment or whatever it is. You know they want to make it science, but I don't. I mean I know I know we don't know what it is, but it's always fun to just sort of muse on what the muse is you know i don't know what do you think that is where do you think we're tapping into when we're uh when you're creating um i think you know when we're at our most creative level it goes back to removing other distractions and hindrances and anything else mentally that's in the way and then beyond that it's really just honoring one's true river of creativity we all have that to a certain extent and you know some people are really good at channeling it you know, they're able to just kind of put the blinders on in terms of everything else around them and then just honor whatever comes to light in terms of their creative ideas and visions and so are you uh are you able to produce pretty quickly and have a a quick turn like uh for instance like when when I talk to some producers who are who are I'm talking like hip hop producers or EDM producers who um who are just sitting there turning out co- composition after composition and and I do know other composers who outside of the realm of you know uh electronic music um who are just very who 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 just are just have a profound uh, just output level is that something that is for you or is it each piece is a struggle and or or is it very how does it work for you um i mean it's sort of like a faucet you know you gotta keep it running it's just like playing you know you pick up your instrument every day and play and you know, ideally there's some purpose behind that, whether it's practicing songs for performance or um, developing a new technique. And, but the same thing applies as a composer. You know, you've got to, I think, write all the time in order to have the gems come out really just easily and uninhibited. Um, Otherwise, you know, if you just approach it like, well, I'm going to write a song today and it's not something, you know, you're in the groove of doing, it's easy to get frustrated or to kind of get stuck or get some idea started that doesn't ever really get finished. so it's just a habit thing, I think. And when I'm in that habit or, you know, demonstrating that habit, um, I get, you know, 
a lot of songs together. And it's also, I guess, the other thing I'll say is sometimes a bit of pressure or some occasion um, can be sort of like an inspiring fire, you know, to get things moving. And so I've had that happen too, where it's like I'm not even really in that groove of writing every day, but I've got, you know, a record session coming up that I need some new music for. I've got a gig coming up that I want at least one new song to be played at. And that gets it going, you know, just motivating factors like that can um, make new songs come to light. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Did you say chaos? No. Oh, I thought you said and chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Which also like can that. lead to some good uh, songwriting. <laughs> Speaking of chaos, well, yeah. um, I mean, how totally. have you been? How have you been handling um, this this pandemic? Um, I, I know everyone's sort of sequestered in their homes, uh, which is not new for musicians or, or artists. Um, it's not new for us to sort of sequester ourselves in a little space for for days on end. Uh, so, how are you uh, handling it as a musician? Well, I mean. Very challenging in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I perform often. I mean, that's really the bulk of what I do. I do a number of other things too, but I play gigs and that all, you know, just vanished. And it's like that reality is still sort of setting in. And I guess I'm still kind of like really just accepting that that's going to be life for a little while, at least if not a long while, because who knows how far this thing is going to stretch out. Um, I hope it's, you know, we're on track to make it a short lived event here in the States, but who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, that part's tough because it's lost income and it's lost, you know, um, it's a lost creative outlet and, you know, you miss interacting with your peers and, and, you know, playing music with people. I'm... Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful for the other little sideline work I have. Um, I mean, it's all kind of in the music realm, but, you know, I'm able to do some teaching remotely. And I've got some students, you know, doing Skype lessons now, which is great that that's able to happen. And I do some podcast editing. And so that's, you know, another remote gig and something all the more 
thankful for now, you know, in this strange moment. And yeah, I'm just trying to do my best with it and try to be solid through it, you know, for my family and not um, totally lose grip, um, you know, because I think it's really important for us to not, you know, even as challenging as it gets, you know, if bills can't be paid or, you know, groceries get really bare or whatever, you know, you have to get through, um, panicking and losing one's grip will never, you know, help that. So just trying to stay really level-headed through it. And, you know, I know it's going to be over and at some point and we'll all be really happy for the life that returns to normal and uh, it'll give us new appreciation for a lot of things that might be taken for granted. So I'm kind of looking towards that, you know, the other side of it and I, starting I, to I, kind I've, of see I've, the light at the tunnel. That yeah, way. yeah, I've liked that approach actually, because you know, like you, you just gave us that. That, that you know that that um setting that you're sort of living in right now and um but i like that you sort of brought it back to the light because um you know this is it's bad and it's gonna get worse from this point at this current time it's it's only supposed to get worse and but it's but we got to remember that maybe out of this we can find a new i don't know a new a, a new way of appreciating each other that maybe we didn't before this and uh, just trying to find the positive things in it, and 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 to also hear that you're still working. That's that's fantastic. I, I, like I, I've really enjoyed seeing all my musician friends really just get right to work. Like there was like no skipping a beat for for some of these guys. They were just like immediately there was uh, you know there's people making music remotely together, and and then mm-hmm. and, and people putting on live performances on their live streams, and it's just like right away. So like. It was really beautiful to see that everybody sort of, um, <clears throat> I don't know, they sort of, uh, they accept, we're trying to accept what's going on and we're trying to figure out how to uh, work within it. Um, how do you like the Skype sessions? How, how is that working? Do you, do you like the, the interaction between you and the students online? Yeah, you know, it's, I think, it's great that it's possible because I mean, not just in this time right now, but it allows for you to connect with people around the world and, you know, do lessons with people abroad or on the other side of the country or whatever. Um, so it's a great resource. I mean, in terms of how it works, it's, you know, it's okay. It's, can't really play at the same time very easily. There's kind of a lot of sound cancellation um, that occurs when, you know, you're both talking or both trying to play. Um, 
so I don't know. I'm still like learning it and I'm considering other channels too. Like some people have said that Facebook Messenger is actually really good um, for this. So I might try that. But, you know, it's it's a workaround for now. I mean, I don't prefer it by any means to actually being in the room, you know, with somebody else and being able to really connect in person, but it's awesome that I could say it's an option right now. Oh yeah, totally, man. Um, my wife, she's, she's actually, she switched over exclusively. She teaches voice lessons exclusively online now. And, um, and she's, I mean, thankfully she's been doing that for the last few years because, uh, I mean, like you, man, uh, our gigs just dried up real fast. So like, I, I mean, we all unanimous, unanimously, uh, became unemployed as musicians at the same time, which is a very profoundly saddening thing. Uh, I, I was just watching this video of Erica Badu performing, and I think it was her Tiny Desk performance, and I just got this like huge, sad, profound feeling of like, not only do I am I not going to be able to play with the people I love, like you know, play with these other musicians and connect with crowds and and do that, but I'm also not going to be able to like see live music like like and that that realization was harder for me to realize than it was for me to play and i play for a living that's like how i feed my son so like that's that's such a strange thing that i just realized about myself but um uh i don't know like that that feeling of not of knowing that you're not going to be able to experience live music i i don't know like uh I, did you have any sort of feelings about uh, the experiencing of live music uh, besides being a performer? Well, I think, yeah, it's saddening on the holistic sense. I, I feel sad for everybody. I mean, I everybody consumes music differently, though, is the thing. Some people really, you know feed off of the live concert experience and they're junkies for that, you know, and I have had phases where I was doing that and, you know, got so much inspiration from being at great concerts. And then eventually, I mean, I just started gigging so much. It was hard for me to get out to go to see shows, you know, kind of always working and if I do get to see something that's sort of like just popping in for you know a few tunes um and so I actually just at this point you know end up consuming more music via albums and videos and you know that is still there for me fortunately in this time but yeah i mean it's very sad to me that many others who like that's their main you know main thing their main outlet for um or their main source for really getting their musical fix it's not there right now and won't be for a while probably you know 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It struck me pretty profoundly. So I, I, I you know, like it, it just, I don't know. It's just one of those things. But uh, we're, we're dealing with it. We're all dealing with it in our own way. And, and uh, I, you know what, man? Portland is fucking killing it right now. I have to say, Portland is killing it with the music. I mean, you got, I mean, that's how I heard about you is Jared Lawson, who, you know, is a phenomenal artist, uh, and, and mm-hmm. Alan Stone. And, and I think, uh, there's, a, I can't even think of all the people right now of, who's the guy? Swatkins, Steve Swatkins. I think he does something with the mm-hmm. scary pocket. Like, the, just there's a Farnell Newton. I mean, my God, there's so many like just good acts. There's good players. Um, when did this all? Because you've been in Portland for a while. Are you from Portland or did you move to Portland? I've grown up in the area. I've been here forever, basically. And yeah, Portland's got a rich musical history. People don't. Most people don't realize. Um. You know, it, it's deep and it goes back far. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the people you're mentioning, there's definitely, like, a strong current right now of um, it, now was soul, that, R&B, and, yeah. and jazz-influenced styles. And, um, what were you going to say? Oh, well, I was just curious since you've been there for so long. I was just, uh, has, um, has it been this rich throughout the time that you've been there and you've been active in the scene or has, have you seen a growth in it? Has it changed over time? I'm just curious on sort of the lineage of how we got to now and where that kind of all started. I, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I just, I'm just curious about the Portland scene in the last, you know, few years that you've been there i just just curious and how it's growth and has it always been this rich with with talent and stuff yes the talent has always been there and that's the beautiful thing about it because it's such a livable place it's just attracted so many talented people beyond the natives you know we've got so many people that have moved here over the years and um, it's just a really great creative hub you know where you can still live pretty affordably and meet other like minds and you know take the time to execute a musical vision um and yeah that has i would say been peaking in the past handful of years i mean there's peaks and valleys i think in every city and their respective scenes you know um but it's definitely a time where we're seeing a lot of the great talents that we've had for a long time and and everybody here is known would be destined for great success. Um, We're seeing them now actually reaching up and getting some of that success. And it's really 
really cool to see and cool to be a part of. Um, I love it here. You know, it's just, it's hard to imagine um, doing what I'm able to do here elsewhere. Um, so I feel really fortunate. Yeah, man. That yeah, I mean, cause uh, I mean, that's a cool scene to come up in. Uh, it, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely fucking. I, I really, I've been paying attention to Portland for a while, so it's it's been cool to see everybody sort of like flowering out and and really gathering gathering steam and stuff. Um, and I now I was reading on your your on your website because we kind of my plan was to really dig in the research today and then you know get and get prepared for today. But you know I, I'm glad we're doing it. So I didn't get a chance to really dig in, but I did see and I do actually remember seeing um, when Jared Lawson was uh, going overseas for his debut album that he released, um, and mm -hmm. uh, you were with him. And uh, you guys were playing with Stevie Wonder. I, I was just curious on what that experience was like. Because Stevie Wonder is one of my uh, favorite well, um, artists of all time. <laughs> so that's why I'm curious. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was an isolated event. Um, really unique happening. Um, we were playing a restaurant gig where the owner was personal friends with Stevie and insisted on bringing him out here for a little sort of intimate birthday party and his own birthday party. This is Stevie's 63rd and this restaurateur brought him to Portland and put on this party for him and we became the house band. It was actually sort of in Farnell Newton's hands and he was the one that put it together and it was he and I, Jared Lawson and Jans Ingber, who was the, the lead singer for the Motet for many, many years nice. and then uh, Reinhardt Mells, who's one of Portland's great drummers tours with um, Gino Vanelli, Pink Martini. Um, he's just a phenomenal drummer. So we were the house band that played some music kind of, you know, throughout the night as people were showing up and getting, getting the party going. And then, uh, yeah, Stevie came and, a lot of people were in disbelief and thinking he wasn't actually going to show up. And, you know, it was kind of strange that way that there was some, you know, just skepticism. Um, even by people who paid and bought a ticket to be at the event, you know, <laughs> but, um, he showed up and yeah, he played one set. He started out, you know, just solo piano. He played the most beautiful, just sort of free intro um, that led into my Sharia more. I'll never forget it. I mean, it was like he played a good 
you know, three to five minutes of just just him and the piano before he sang a note or really got into that song. But I don't think people were really ready for it or knew, you know, what to expect. And so I was sort of disappointed in the audience because, you know, they were four hours into an open bar and uh, everybody had kind of gotten a little bit, you know, lit. And I think um, trying to get their money's worth out of the ticket price and, you know, just hanging for so long before he ended up showing up. And a lot of people were like, you know, like calling out to him and like I was just like no don't don't do don't yell at Stevie he's like well he's playing I I was like you know kind of like face palming like but (laughs) of course he you know he's done every gig imaginable and had every experience imaginable so he just rolled with it like a total pro and just like played off the audience he was like, well, it's, you know, that's what it's going to be like. You know, he almost, it almost became like piano bar with Stevie and he just ended up doing like little bits of songs turned into kind of medleys and he gestured to us to join in with him on a few things and we did. And that was, you know, amazing. And so, yeah, it was, that was a really just unforgettable one-time event. You know, I still kind of pinch myself sometimes that I was there and that that happened. I got to be a part of it. Oh, my God. I can't imagine a fucking drunk crowd yelling out at Stevie. Well, I guess I can. Yeah. I guess I can. I mean, I experienced that a lot. So I guess uh, drunk people will yell out at anybody over anything so uh i guess it's not that surprising but still stevie come on uh did, did you have did you have any personal interactions were you able to have any conversations with him a little bit you know he's he's got his entourage and it's pretty like heavily guarded and even for us like the band um like his guys were a little bit like standoffish but we did get to like you know hang with him for a brief moment um afterwards and you know got to take a couple pictures and thank him and you know he uh he was really cool you know he's funny as can be and he's just got this amazing presence you know, it feels like you're like really you're just in the presence of greatness. Like, you know, he's he's a superhero, he's a guru, you know, he's just one in a million. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking Stevie Wonder, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. The the I I uh, I recently I, I was playing with this band out of Detroit. I'm pretty close to Detroit, so sometimes I'll travel up there to work. And um, they were talking about the 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 early days when Motown reviews were happening in Detroit, 
and you know mm-hmm. had all the <clears throat> Motown, yeah, Marvin Gaye, and the Supremes, and all those cats. And uh, and they said that Stevie Wonder was going a little long, and it was when he was young. Stevie he wasn't kid Stevie, but he was younger. And the security, they were trying to shut it down, and the security guard went up to Stevie and tried to take the microphone out of his hand. And Stevie just pop right in the face, just hit him right in the face and knocked his ass out. <laughs> and uh, I just thought that was the place because <laughs> no one's thinking of Stevie Wonder as some guy who's going to knock somebody's ass out. But, I mean, you got to think, I, and for the uh, because of this show, I got to talk to some of those guys, and they, and they were all like, you know, people see Stevie Wonder as this benevolent, just wonderful, you know, like you were just saying, he's a guru, he's a fucking, he's a god, right? And, but like then the human side of it is like back in the day, like those dudes were toting guns and not giving a fuck, you know, like they had to deal with the worst kind of racism and, and just, you know, just all kinds of fucked up shit. So like, you know, it's just, it's a funny story to me because I never want to think of Stevie Wonder knocking someone out, but you know, like that's just how shit was. (laughs) So I I would just want to share that with you because, you know, (laughs) I, I I thought you might appreciate that. Um, I, I really, I really liked, uh, I really dig your, uh, your latest album, get something. Is that right? Is did I get it right? Get Mm -hmm. that's your latest, right? And that's through Atlantic records. Atlanta. Atlanta. I'm sorry. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) My bad. Yeah. No, Atlanta. My bad. Uh, Atlanta records. So the, that, the album's fucking pretty cool. Could you just tell me what, uh, just tell me a little bit about it? What what was the sort of inception of that? Yeah, so I really just needed to get some new music out, first <laughs> and foremost. Like, um, you know, it's my second record, but it's kind of my first record again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, in a way so I wanted to have something that I could really just like clearly represent myself through and in terms of getting out there more as an artist and you know have the music be basically what I'd been doing on gigs for a while and and you know, I've been playing jazz, jazz funk, soul, you know, for several years. And it was just kind of the culmination of um, things coming together in, in that realm. And some songs I'd written and some others that I'd found that I wanted to you know, rearrange and kind of put my own touch on. I mean, the overall sound is pretty, like, 70s jazz funk inspired. The covers are all from the mid-70s. And the originals I wrote are sort of inspired by that era, though they do have, you know, some more modern colors, too. But... Um, yeah, you know, it's, there's not a huge story behind it really other than it was just time for me to get my own stuff out there a little bit more and 
since I've gotten that ball rolling again, I'm like now really pushing to keep it going. And I've got another record basically all done um, to come out later this year and new videos that go, we'll be going with that. And, and, you know, I'll hopefully be doing some more touring. I, one of the things I lost with this global pandemic was a couple gigs in the UK and that was really going to be kind of a momentous push in terms of this year and because it's been five years since I was over there with Jared and so and I've still got a lot of people that started you know following me like sort of as a result of playing with him and you know they they're all like kind of waiting on the line you know for me to come over there which is amazing to me that I have any sort of following and just from you know having been a side man you know on some tours and and recordings but you know well you're a good goddamn player so I mean that's probably <laughs> I mean they probably saw that uh, anyways yeah so so damn so but, when was that UK thing scheduled for um that was late gonna be late May and it uh, wasn't like just my it was kind of a unique bill actually um it was with two other artists from Atlanta who're both soul singers um Paula Champion and Cleveland Jones and then I'm an Atlanta native though I've been in Portland forever um but the show was going to be called The Soul of Atlanta. And uh, basically, we're all going to be kind of individually spotlighted and then perform together, and, you know, and sort of a showcase bill. But hopefully, it'll still happen a little bit later in the year. And ideally, I'll also maybe just do some shows over there with my band um, in the fall or winter, you know, kind of close to when this next record comes out. And uh, this next record, is it going to be, uh, is it going to be more of kind of like get something or did you have a whole new approach to this? It's, I mean, it's a pretty close follow-up style wise. Um, the material is all original tunes um, this time. And it's stuff, again, that has now been getting played like on gigs um, for two, three years. And it's like, okay, these tunes are ready to go, you know? It's like, it just got to a point where it's like, I need to get these recorded so I can get them out, get on to the next set, you know, because it's how creative 
projects can be sometimes it's like they just start stacking up and then you feel like well i've got to get the top one you know done and off the stack so i can get into the next one which i've really got you know some fire and some inspiration about right now you know like and so yeah i I sort of pushed myself to really just do it when, you know, I, I guess, I don't know. You're never like always, or like a hundred percent ready. I feel like for any record, there's, you know, there could always be a little more time to prepare and, you know, get funding or whatever, do things. but there's also a point where you have to just be like, you know what? I just got to do it. You know, it's now or never I'm setting a date. Like you're never like perfect. You're never a hundred percent ready for anything, you know, like, um, that's how I feel about it. You just have to like make it happen as much as anything. It's surprising how much, um, artists let that get in the way of creating of letting that that mindset uh get in the way of releasing anything um have you ever had to deal with that mindset or have you ever always been just sort of like just screw it i'm just doing it have you had it was there ever moments in your life or in your career where you're just like i don't know like you know like i where you actually let those thoughts hinder your progress oh yeah i mean tons <laughs> yeah i think, I, think. I that's been the majority of my career today i mean and i've always been able to just like rest on the fact that i'm a sideman and like busy enough playing for everybody else but yeah i mean about five six years ago i realized i really wanted to focus on my thing and I want to have something to show for myself and I'm going to have my own music out in the world for people to discover me through. And so I've really sort of changed that tune, so to speak, um, in more recent years and, you know, just do whatever it takes to keep progress happening you know keep working on new things and getting it done yeah move forward always moving forward i guess that question was kind of uh i know it was kind of broad because i i think that's like uh i think that's a lot of artists i think that's most artists are are like well I don't know about this. <laughs> I don't know if this is good enough or you're sitting there comparing oh, yourself yeah. to other people. It's like, that's not as good as, that wasn't as good as Chance's album. Damn it. I'm just not going to release it. Fuck it. Uh, comparing yourself to other people and, 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 and not thinking you're good enough to, to, uh, to, you know, put stuff out. Um, how did you sort of get past those sort of insecurities? I guess. How, how did you, what, what was it that, really pushed you past that well i just believe that everybody has their own unique voice and it's 
attributed to their life experiences, their musical experiences, their musical influences, and, you know, better is subjective. It's like, you know, saying somebody's better than you. It's like, come on. I mean, I think it's all about being the best possible you and showing people that and not worrying about, you know, how you think you stack up and, you know, in the line with other artists or how you think other people might see you in that line of other artists. Like, none of that matters. Like, it's just about finding what is really, you know, unique within you, developing that and not, you know, looking back and just really um, just being you, you know, that's, yeah. that's oh, it. That's what it. people want. You know what? I, I I've been having so many people in, like in the last few podcasts actually. Um, I don't know. Uh, do you know a drummer by the name of Nissan Stewart? He's a, a drummer out of L.A. Anyways, he's he's a he's a studio guy down there. But he's um uh he told me the same exact thing, man. And like he, he and who else? Someone else just from another uh band. Um, this band called Hyrie out of San Diego. Uh, the guitarist just so I swear to God, they were just telling me the same thing. It's like be the best you, because this kind of came up in their conversation as well as you know, uh, uh, getting past those insecurities about you know being a musician and presenting your art and all of that is just. You got to be the best you. And, and I like that you added on. It's like finding that unique part of yourself that you can, you know, really dive into and explore that. And, and that's what people will be attracted to if you really um, foster that and, and um, put time yeah. into it. No, I like that. I like yeah. those. I like those positive things, man. Um, so you were saying that you do uh, video editing as well? Um. Well, I, I know you, a, you said podcast, podcast editing. editing. Oh. Yeah, it's an audio podcast. I mean, I can do video editing. I, I've i done plenty of it for sure. I actually really enjoy all things video production and wish I had a little bit more, you know, of a dedicated setup for that. I'm probably going to be upgrading my computer in the very near future here to um, kind of get that going. Um, but, you know, it's that should never be what holds you back. Again, like, you've got to kind of just, like, be able to make stuff happen with whatever you've got. Um, and we all have some capabilities now, whether it's just our phone or, you know, and I would like to speak to that. Just, decent camera. Yeah, I would. I would actually love to speak to that just for a second because I completely. After I moved out, of, I moved from San Diego a couple of years ago to Toledo, back to Toledo, and uh, 
I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. And I didn't know anybody anymore in Toledo. I'm a musician. I, you know, your network, your network is kind of your net worth, right? When you're a musician, and I think a lot of people, it's like you, your network kind of helps feed you and get you those gigs and stuff. I didn't nobody know anybody here, but with a, uh, but I finally, I did find my crew, my tribe, and my musician people out here. But, uh, but a side thing that kind of came out of not having a network of people to just go into was that I had all this extra time to, and, and all I had was iMovie and my shitty iPhone like six or whatever. And for whatever reason, I was making these ridiculous videos that turned into someone like, Hey, can you sync this video, the audio with this video? I'm like, yeah, sure. Um, you know, 50 bucks, whatever. And then all of a sudden I, I get another call and then another call. And then all of a sudden now I'm doing video work for like this homeless shelter and this company. And so that, uh, that I just wanted to speak to that, like you to make something happen with what you got. I did it with iPhone six and iMovie. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. And those I've used those. I had an iPhone six for five years. And I still have never had Final Cut Pro, you know, like I've, yeah, I've done a lot on the stock apps, the stock plugins, you know, like mm -hmm. we're lucky that that stuff exists and it's, it's as good as it is, you know, in this day and age, like it's amazing what is available to us, um, you know, just in terms of like, the free proprietary apps and software. Um, so yeah, yeah, man. I, I just, you know, it's a little bit slower sometimes. I, you know, was just finishing this video, like I was saying, um, this sort of ties in a few things. So I was editing it in iMovie on my, computer which is also kind of dated it's a 2010 macbook pro i mean i'm like barely hanging on with the thing but i'm still making it work like hell I, yeah you are i i did this video and i filmed it here in my studio area of the house you know i recorded in the garage band you know the audio um, because Pro Tools is no longer, um, it, the computer isn't like working well enough to use Pro Tools anymore. So <laughs> I am like, you know, I'm, but I'm still like pushing to get stuff out there. So I, I'm starting this new series since we've got all this home time right now. Um, and I've been, kind of over the past year anyway, developing my solo guitar set and just overall chops for that. Um, so I decided I'm going to do a little mini series of videos um, called Soul Standards, basically approaching some of the, you know, popular soul tunes kind of in the solo jazz guitar sort of way. Um, and this first one I did was Stevie Wonder's 
loves in need of love today. Man, nice. So uh, be able to check that out. And if you're so inclined today, I'm going to go up. I will definitely be checking that out. Uh, yeah, yeah, but by the time this comes out, that video will be already out. But I will definitely make sure that there is a link to the video in the show notes, as well as a link to Chance's website, so you could stay up to date. Instagram, all that good stuff will be in the show notes because, uh, God damn it, we want to make it easy for you to find Chance and uh, keep him busy on this on this downtime. Um, so your video uh, I, I i'm curious so you're just going to be doing solo performances that's that's what the videos are or are you going to be sort of breaking them down in in an instructional way no no they're just performance based sweet that's awesome i love it uh that 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 is exciting because well first of all i just like to see good players play uh, i'm i'm sure i'm sure everyone does that but it just i like to just i love watching you know a good uh guitarist's fingers just move and, and like i just like i love watching you play and when i watch your videos you just have this like smoothness to you that to your playing that i just really enjoy watching um well, anyways thanks, man. oh yeah man well i'm a fan i'm a fan i was i reached out for a reason and uh and i do appreciate you talking to me and, and especially under <laughs> the conditions we're in now and your personal conditions of being awake all night sort of slugging away at uh at creativity itself but you know making yeah. time to talk to me man i really do appreciate it um is there you know is there is there anything else that you want to to bring up anything you want to talk about anything coming up um, that well i know everything coming up is sort of in the can right now or in the trash but uh you know is there anything that uh you want to say i mean i think honestly we kind of touched on it all i'll be you know, once things get rolling again, up to my usual tricks here around Portland, and and then you know, hopefully this next record will be coming out in the fall, and some touring will surround that, and and in the meantime, you know, I'll be releasing some video content, and yeah, you know, I'm just happy to get to uh share a bit of my story and process with anybody who's interested and you know you can find me on any of the social media channels or through my website chancehaden.com and um yeah good to chat with you mike i really appreciate you having me on the show oh man well i appreciate your time as well man um i God damn it. I, f I forgot what I was going to ask you. Oh, well. Well, that's that. <laughs> Chance Hayden, I appreciate your time, and you have a wonderful day. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I'm sorry. I know what we were about to end, but I I've been just sort of getting this from everybody now that this pandemic is going. Uh, what can you? What do you have to say to the musicians out there with this downtime? Um, anything. Is there anything you want to say to them um, at all? And, and, and in, in this current environment we're in, um please um i think that it's an inspiring time because you know there's no 
obligations right now and you know all the gigs are canceled and you know you can't go anywhere it's assuming that you know you have it don't have it too rough in terms of like figuring out how you're going to keep the lights on or you know, get the next meal. Um, but I guess that's the best thing I could say to like, um, anybody who's struggling is that there are resources out there. Um, you know, there's the sweet release, um, group that is doing a fund, um, for musicians who are impacted through the, coronavirus and there's music cares that is funded by the recording academy they have a fund specifically for musicians who are struggling through this time um and there's several others so if you're really needing the help right now which most of us are um know that you can look into those grants and it's just a process of putting the application and materials together and getting it committed um, and then hopefully helps right around the corner from there. But yeah, otherwise, you know, it's, it's an inspiring time and I think we can all use use the time as a bit of a reset to really like get back to the basics and get back to things that we've wanted to do for a while that have put off um, and just sort of recenter, you know, we're all so busy all the time and it's rare that we would have this sort of opportunity to just do nothing, essentially, you know, and not have any obligations. So, you know, I'm trying to um, just go slow, you know, and really reset my pace. And uh, I think that's something I would encourage others to consider doing, too. Yeah. yeah totally man yeah man i feel it get to work motherfuckers that's what he's saying <laughs> <laughs> well right. there's that too you know if you're really inspired and you've got ideas burning you know like go to work and that's i've had that too it's like i why would i have been up all night you know like finishing this video if i didn't really feel like it needs to get done and it needs to get out i've I've got all the time in the world. It didn't have to happen today. It didn't have to happen this week, you know, like, but I felt a sudden and strong burst of inspiration to do this new, you know, project while, um, sort of on house arrest. And yeah, so, you know, it's like honor that 
feeling if that comes. But if you don't have that feeling, don't feel like you have to be doing stuff and being creative or, you know, practicing your ass off during this time. You know, like you, you might do better to like take a full break from your instrument and not play at all. Like, for a, a week or more and really deeply reset everything, you know, your mind, your body, uh, your sleep patterns, you know, I've done that recently, you know, too. And that can be amazing in its own way. Um, so yeah, it's just, everybody's different and, you know, needs, different things and you know i think it's just interesting that we're all sort of forced into this reality and this situation and we all will have to find our own paths through it yeah totally man it it is very interesting and, and it's sort of where i've I've sort of shift focus with the show even um, not not that this was this whole conversation was about the pandemic, but I've sort of shifted focus and like I've really started writing down <clears throat> the different things people are doing uh, with this downtime and writing down the different bits of advice I've been getting. So like I really like that you said, don't feel like you have to work. Like in my head, I'm just like, I'm gonna get shit done. And then there was like, I don't know, like, I mean, I've been working, but like not, not like I thought I was, but you, this week's a little different. I'm, I'm a little bit, I think, I think I had to get my head around the idea of what's happening and then go, but I, I really like that bit of advice is like, just sort of put it down, put your instrument down maybe for a little bit and let yours, I, I've, I, I felt like, um, I felt like, you know, like I've walked away from an instrument for like maybe a week or so and I come back to it and not that I could play better, but like something maybe that I was working on before sort of clicks a little easier, you know what I mean? And and things just sort of make a little sense, like maybe some pathways were carved out while you put your instrument down in that, that duration of time, but uh, I don't know. It frees up space and energy, you know, it's it's a mental thing and you know your chops like come back quick you know if it's just a week like that seems drastic for some people who play several hours every day but when you actually do it and you feel that experience of like you know, just freeing up some space in terms of your mind. And, and it really, it makes room for new ideas. And yeah, and then other things that you're working on maybe start to flow a little bit easier. Um, and yeah, it might take a day or two once you're back playing for that all to click because yeah, you're, you know, you get in your chops kind of back on point that first day or second day still maybe, but yeah, I've, I've had a couple breaks like that recently and it, it was incredible. You know, I, um, I highly recommend it. It's, you've got to do it at the right time. You know, when you really know your 
in in the headspace for it and you really want that effect and you're not just going to be like totally itching the whole time to play like you've got to kind of prepare to just like turn off the urge to even do it at all um and then it's like you get into all this other stuff that you like and appreciate it and you know you're you just shift your focus over to other things. And then once you circle back to it, it's like you have this whole fresh stance and appreciation. And yeah, it can be great to take a break every once in a while. It's it's sort of seems like on one hand, like the perfect opportunity to just hit the shed, hardcore practice, every day but on the other hand it also feels like the universe is telling us all to like chill out and we need to like really refocus and figure out what we're actually doing and you know so on that side of it it feels like well maybe it's a good time for some people to just not play and you know and just sit in silence and you know reflect and meditate you know and so yeah yeah everybody take take your mushrooms and start figuring shit out um (laughs) no i i I know we're trying to wrap here but i just my wife wrote something very funny and it kind of speaks to this on her facebook the other day it was like it took me exactly 10 quarantine days to catch up on laundry and it's sort of you know like that's a very small statement but like there's so much packed in there because it's like we were so busy and and like we we lived such a fast life that we couldn't even keep up our laundry our house was always fucking in shambles like it's just everything was always chaos and then once we sort of settled into this new reality we kind of got shit cleaned up and things looking nicer out here it's like oh we we're not slobs we're just really busy and I don't know. I, I think that that kind of speaks to it on, on another level where, like, you're right. Like, maybe this is a big sign from the universe that, like, everybody just needs to pump the fucking brakes just for a minute. Take a breath. Let's let's recollect. Let, let's let's fix the things that, that are, are fucked up and uh, or try to fix that. And uh, let's move on. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I like to think of this pandemic as a reset rather than a uh, than the end. <laughs> Let's just say it's a new beginning. Yeah, I I agree. I think that's a very good way to look at it. And like I was saying before, I'm already you know thinking ahead to what it's going to feel like once we're on the other side of this and how it's really going to you know, change things for a lot of people and, you know, make us all hopefully appreciate life all the more. Absolutely. Chance Hayden, thank you so much for your time, my friend. You get some rest now, sir. <laughs> Thanks. I, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Well, right, um, Mike. I'll talk to you soon, man.
Thank you so much, Chance. I appreciate you coming on the show and talking it up with me at 7 in the morning, your time. Um, again, his latest album is Get Something. I really wish we could have played something off this album. But again, I, I didn't want to... I didn't want to bother him about playing songs off his album because he had to go to his label. And I don't know if I said that in the intro. Holy shit. Anyways, I wanted to play something off and get something, but uh, it just seemed like it was going to be a big problem. And I didn't want it. it he didn't. And, and not, that's not coming from him at all. It's me being like, I don't want to put him through that. Like, send an email to his label so he can have this asshole podcaster put their put the music that he recorded at their label on this podcast they did i just i didn't want to put him through that so i i just like don't worry about it, man but i do want you to go check it out so please do go check out get something from chance hayden out on atlantic records right now fantastic vintage soul uh, and also Please, uh, you heard the song at the top of the show. It's Witch Duck by Blaine Dillinger. Oh, actually, Dillinger's Hired Guns. Uh, but Blaine is the brainchild behind that. And you guys know Blaine. We just had him on the show a couple weeks ago. So go and support. That's DillingerMusic.com. Of course, all these links are going to be in the show notes. So please don't be afraid to go click around in those motherfucking show notes. They're there for you. You can also go to rainymystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Check out the latest single, Chloroform, from Rain and Mystique and The Concrete Project. Uh, it's actually doing decently on Spotify for her and us, so pretty happy with it. It's a great song. I love it. Uh, you can also find her on Twitch, which she is just now getting into, so... Uh, I think it would be awesome if some listeners went and twitched her. I don't. That sounded bad. Okay. I don't know everything about Twitch yet. I have been fascinated with it, but I, I'm, so I'm still thinking about it. Still thinking about doing a Twitch. But we are doing live quarantine Sundays, which is kind of like a live stream Twitch thing, uh, except you don't get to play music videos or play music on Facebook because it, they're corporate overlord okay i'm not going into that that's stupid I don't, where was i even gonna go with that really just going down another rabbit hole of how the corporations are keeping us down man well i'm not gonna do that i don't need to do that <laughs> anyways uh like subscribe and review like us on instagram at we speak english good like us on facebook at we speak english good you can like subscribe you can subscribe to us on youtube please do i'm trying to build my youtube and monetize it it's now that i'm out of work uh <laughs> looking at other sources of income think about doing a patreon as well which i never really liked the idea of begging for money but i might do that so i don't know uh <laughs> anyways uh so like subscribe subscribe on youtube subscribe on apple itunes subscribe on spotify anywhere you get your podcast subscribe to us so we can stay fresh in your feed every week you can write the show at we speak english good at gmail.com let us know what you're feeling how you how, how we're doing what do you think of blaine's new song i thought it was great uh you might not have i don't care i thought it was awesome <laughs> 
Uh, you can reach out to us on social media, SoundCloud, anywhere you get your podcast. You can reach out to us, leave a, leave a review. Uh, five star would be great, but if not, that's fine. Leave a review. Leave a say hi, say goodbye, whatever it is, is much appreciated and it helps the show tremendously. So anytime that there's any kind of interaction, on our feeds it just it helps we get uh, i don't know how it works i don't know how algorithms work but it helps that's what i read okay like i've read this somewhere in the millions of articles i've read on how to grow a podcast anyways okay i think that's enough out of me i i I do want to address that it was my birthday this last week last week and it was a quarantine birthday uh, I, I, you guys might have seen a video where I'm looking a little deranged. It was fake, okay? It was all fake. I don't really feel that way. Stop worrying about me. I'm fine. Mikey P isn't losing his goddamn mind. And if you haven't seen the video, I think it's hilarious. But <laughs> it's on my Instagram. It's on YouTube as well. But uh, on Instagram at We Speak English Good, you can find that quarantine birthday along with the latest tutorial which is a gospel blues uh lick so go check that out as well uh but yeah that if you do go see the video i actually put on uh eyeshadow underneath my eyes so it made my eyes look a little darker uh, and then I've, i had to angle my quickly balding head towards the light so it sort of made a shadow over my eyes and so that's what really and then I, I mess with the with the filter i mean it's in kind of a weird black and whitish type thing so it's it, it's it's hollywood baby it's camera magic it's nothing it's nothing so i'm just letting you guys know i'm fine no worries here i'm having a great time being with my family and working i've been working a lot 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 but in the last couple of days it seemed to kind of level off i've kind of lost interest in working a lot a lot a lot um, but <clears throat> I'm finding new goals to uh, to work towards, like this Twitch or like Quarantine Sundays. For me, Quarantine Sundays is such like we've only done two of them, but I love them so much. It's just so fun. Our last one, we had games, we had people, you know, interacting. It, it was just really fun, a really fun time. Plus, there's prizes. Plus, I'm thinking about doing this. Uh, I'm trying to grow my Facebook, my We Speak English Good Facebook, because. Really, that just is the dumping ground for my everything I post on Instagram. And plus, I'll use it to actually link to the podcast because you can't really directly link from a post on Instagram. So you have to – I'll use Facebook for that. And actually, Facebook, no matter what, still gets me like 20 or 30 listens every month. So it's like I – you. To not post it on Facebook is kind of a dumb thing, even though it doesn't really do anything there. I don't know. It's a weird situation because no one really interacts that much with my Facebook, We Speak English Good. Um, but yet still traffic is driven from there a lot to the website and to the... I've been going into analytics lately. I don't know if you guys, if there's any podcasters or YouTubers or any Twitchers or whatever it is. Analytics are very important, and, uh, you know, pay attention. Pay attention. Okay. That's enough out of me. I got to go do things. Really, I just have to go pee. Um, I have to pee. So I'm, I'm done standing in the laundry room. So, okay. 
I know I said I was done, and I just sort of lingered there. Kind of living in this space right here. I kind of like it. Uh, one thing I do want to say, though, from these quarantine Sundays is that it's really teaching me to just chill the fuck out because, first of all, the first one I wanted to be mostly performance, but what ended up happening was that every time we'd start performing, people would tune the fuck out. They'd be like, what is this? Why, why am I... But as soon as I started talking, people would stay on board. So it's a very weird thing. Um, I'm coming to this realization that I might be a better podcaster than musician. <laughs> and that's unfortunate because my money comes from music. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's a harsh reality, uh, but I'm going to go with whatever works. And uh, so whatever. But I'm having a good time doing everything, so that's all that really matters. I'm enjoying life, and that's what life is about. Enjoy it as much as you can before a global pandemic comes and wipes you off the face of the fucking earth. We're all going to die! No, we're not. We're not all going to die. We're fine. I'm just joking. That was terrible. I only wanted to yell because I told... My wife that uh, I'll be in the laundry room at five in the morning screaming. I'm never really screaming. I think that's actually the first time I've ever really screamed that loud on mic here. But I just wanted to, you know, give her a show in case she was listening. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, guys. Take care of your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see you guys next week with Kay Edmonds, who is what a fucking fantastic talent she is. She is a resident artist at the Purple Rose Theater Company in Chelsea, Michigan, which if you listen to this show, you'll know that my wife works there. Uh, Jeff Daniels, who is a famous actor, is the owner, I guess, of it. I don't know if he owns it or he's just, he started it. And uh, he, I mean, Jeff Daniels, I mean, Dumb and Dumber. Uh, come on, Dumb and Dumber. I know he's getting all this like critical uh, appraise for... All, like to kill a mockingbird and you know he's doing this like uh comey thing up in toronto or whatever he's doing a comey uh docuseries or whatever you know he's getting a lot of cr or, or, or network right network uh, and some of the kids listening right now are like jeff who like <laughs> like nobody knows who jeff daniels is under 35 so <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, that's, of course, a sweeping generalization. But uh, anyways, Kay, Jesus Christ, all that for just talk about Kay. Kay Edmonds, she went through the second city in Detroit. She's a Detroit native. She's a fucking uh, incredible singer. She's a, she's a music teacher. She's an actress. She's an improver. The whole shebang. So... It was a pretty amazing conversation we had, and I also put my foot in my mouth several times, so watch out, folks. We got some uh, embarrassed Mikey P on the horizon, so uh, tune in, baby, so you can be outraged and uh, hateful towards me. Okay, for real, we're leaving this time. Kay Edmonds next week. We got so many good podcasts coming on. It is fucking ridiculous. I'm actually slowing down on my podcast intake because I have so many deep right now that I don't, I, I, I mean, I want to release extra ones, but I don't know. With Quarantine Sundays, 
I don't know. It's just these conversations are so real these days. It's fucking amazing talking to people around the world in such an unprecedented time. I, I just can't stress how lucky I feel to be in a position where, I mean, I'm well into this podcast. And, and when people generally see that you have 200 and some episodes, they tend to take you a little bit more seriously compared to someone who has maybe 12 episodes with like 10 listeners uh, on each episode. So it, it's a it's a it's a, I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm anything either. I'm not trying to say that I'm hot shit here. What I am trying to say is that um, I feel fortunate and I feel blessed to be in a position where I get to talk to some of the most amazing musicians in the world and um, and they want to talk to me and they want to talk about they want to talk about all the things I want to talk about because for the first time in their life they have been forced to really examine what they're feeling because that's all we got left. So it's been so interesting to see people in the rawest element um, with with no with no responsibilities to gigs or you know everything shut down and the people who are working are online teaching or i don't know you know i don't know it's it's been it's been great conversation that's all i know these are some hard times but the hard times make for some great conversations i don't know let me say that again because I know I kind of stumbled. Hard times make make hard times make for some great conversations. Quote it, quote it, coin it. Boom. Pew pew pew. Okay. Take care of your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. Everyone, I'll see you next week. I love you. Oh no, I'll see you on Sunday. Quarantine Sundays, bitches. 4 p.m. Eastern on the We Speak English Good facebook page i'll also be sharing it on my personal page mike epp which you can follow me on that and also Raina mystique will be following it on or um sharing it on her page as well so i'll see you guys on on sunday live tune in participate play some games win some prizes from our sponsor moded which by the way moded sent over some new patches so i'm well they just sent them yesterday so they're coming from California. We're going to have a whole slew of new patches, new giveaways, new prizes, new everything. Quarantine Sundays. I'll see you guys then. Woo! Fresh.